Welcome back. This is the Changing Phases podcast. You already know what the vibes are. It's your boy and your girl. And I'm girl. sorry, y'all. <laughs> just, just know we've we've been on talking for a good like half an hour, and all of a sudden we got time to record, and folks is out here yiggity yiggity and giggity giggity and all that. I don't know what's going on, but we here, we here now though. I, I but told um, you, I had I had two cups of coffee today, so anything is likely to come out of my mouth right now. My bad. Y'all heard it here first, yo. And I'm on some wine, so you already know what the vibes are oh, on here. If you've seen any of our lives, you know when I'm off the vino. But without further ado, appreciate y'all. I know we uh, left y'all for a weekend, had some things going on, but we back. Uh, yeah, we episode better. five. We back episode five. And we here. We're going to actually, today, Nikki, we yes. going to talk about family. Family. Hey. <laughs> Don't get so me the reason. Uh, uh-uh, nah, we're not trying to do all that. But the reason why I wanted to talk about family was I think a lot of the conversations we've talked about prior to this on the other episodes have kind of built up to this. So I think family is just kind of like that integral part of like your life. Like they're there throughout your whole existence. So I feel like since we talked about relationships, we talked about uh, money, we talked about just the dynamics and just like getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's only right that we get back to the essence to where it all started. So without any holdup here, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, like, yeah. tell me more about your childhood and, you know, your family dynamic in your household and what that looked like. Um, for you as far as like we all know you uh from ohio from the natty from the nasty last time i checked we want you to go in a little more detail so (laughs) last time that i checked last Um, time that i checked okay i know that one (laughs) baby more lyrics please more lyrics (laughs) that's all i got and you know that's all i got don't come for me like that (laughs) You know I don't be knowing. My bad. No lyrics. Tell me more about your childhood, how you were raised, the household, and what that looked like for our viewers. So, I am from Cincinnati, Ohio, as you just stated so eloquently. And I was raised with Carol and Chuck Ruffin. And um, Chuck, he... Basically, um, well, he's retired now, but he was a federal officer at the Federal Reserve. And uh, my mommy is a entrepreneur. She owns a flower shop and she has since I was six. Yeah. So she got the shop when when I was six. And then prior to that, she worked for like a, a different flower shop in Cincinnati. And I have an older sister named Nadia, who's four years older. And my childhood was lit, okay? So I'm talking, like, family vacations. Like, we used to go to the zoo all the time. We would take, like, all type of road trips. Like, that's, like, when I think about my childhood, I always think about our vacations because we would get in a van, in our van, not a van. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, like, crazy or nothing. Like, it was ours. We owned it. Um, 
<laughs> not, not an unmarked joint, right, white man, no plates. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we would we would get in our van and we would go to different places. Like we went to Niagara Falls, we went to Disney World, we went to we used to go to Gatlinburg like every single year. We would go to the mountains and um like rent a rent a chalet and stay in there and eat hot wings and play cards and watch movies. So like that was that was like my childhood. Like uh, you know, on on our road trips, they would be blasting the Earth Wind and Fire and the Sade. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like literally when I think about my childhood, I think about being in that maroon and tan van driving 15 hours to, to Disney World with my mom and dad singing Sade and, and Earth, Wind and & Fire and Luther. Can't forget Luther. Singing that the whole way there. And I mean, like, that was that was pretty much it. Like, it was lit. We had a lot of pets growing up because my sister loved animals. So they we always had something in the house like pet wise um but yeah like it was it was a fun very light childhood I can honestly like thankfully say I ain't have like no childhood trauma that I'd like got to recover from or anything like that like my parents are pretty protective mm -hmm. uh they ain't let us go to like sleepovers or nothing like that but I feel like a lot of black folks went on that but like that was that was my childhood <laughs> <laughs> in a nutshell like we we just kicked it it was just the four of us and yeah, that was that. What about you? Um, I feel like for me, so I grew up in Queens, New York. Shout out to Queens. Uh, from Queens comes Kings. Um, just oh. putting that out there for the folks. Y'all okay. already know the vibe. That's um, what they say. But <laughs> <laughs> and by they and by they, I mean you. <laughs> That's what you say. That's crazy. I'm playing me on here. <laughs> y'all trying to play me on beyonce internet but it's okay um right. anyway um but for, for all all uh extensive purposes so i grew up in queens uh specifically jamaica and i lived literally my household was all women so it was just me but it was my grandmother and it was my mother and then it was my older sister so it was you know me raised by three women and I got a little bit of everything growing up. So I feel like my grandmother, she was uh, the hot-tempered kind of like, she was one of those people like Jekyll and Hyde. So like one at one point she'll be so loving. She's baking cookies and, you know, she's <laughs> over here just like telling you jokes and she's, she's singing her church tunes and she's just humming along. <laughs> And then the next minute, her temper flare up, and boy, uh -oh. she was out here threatening to beat me something crazy. <laughs> and it was just like, with her, I was always walking on eggshells, so I had to make sure I was like my best self. So she taught me pretty much my mannerisms and how to be at a table and not to smack and all those things, you know, you do whatever growing up where you're eating your food and you enjoying it and you're you know, smacking and she would just yell at me or then, she'd just give she me the death you. stare. So <laughs> sometimes, so like, depending on where I sat at the table, she might've been too mm -hmm. far away. So it was either that, like a quick smack or the death stare. So it was one or the other. But um, she was like, I want to say she was more of like an authoritarian, but she was the the matriarch of the household. So Whatever mm -hmm. she said pretty much went for the most part. Uh, my mother, 
she was an extension of that, but mm-hmm. I felt like my mother was really tapped into who I was and my emotions and really trying to understand me. And she was, mm-hmm. you know, I consider growing up one of my best friends as far as just being able to Aww. talk to her. Um, she just was always an open door when it came to that. And then my sister, like for me growing up, she was like a bully. So like, <laughs> I felt like my whole life she like picked on me and I just didn't understand why. <laughs> you, you just need to tighten up, that's all. That's all. Nah, see, so like, there's a, like a, a balance. So I felt like even when I was doing right, it was just like, nah, it was never enough. And my sister, like, she was, you know, super smart, went to G- George mm-hmm. Washington, you know, you know, studied international policy, learned Arabic, you know, she did like all the nine yards. So like having to measure up to that after a while was like, I ain't gonna get there. So I just had to find my own lane. <laughs> So for me, like growing up was more of like a humbling experience. So for me, I was very like quiet, kept to myself. And, you know, um, I can't I imagine co- you being quiet. I, I was can't very, imagine it. Very quiet. I was very shy. And I was like, so now, you, you ever, now you're just making up for lost time. Uh, I felt I felt like people allow me to become this. But that's that's more down the line. We're not going to go into that yet. Okay, but, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just. I just want to say that a little bit for later. Nah, but um, but yeah, that was my childhood in a nutshell. My pops. <laughs> nah, you good. Um, but my childhood more so like my dad grew up in Pittsburgh, and then when he married my mom, he had a couple of bodegas in New Jersey, so it was important for him to stay close by there. So that's why he didn't live with us, but he came over every like Saturday, and then we went to church together on Sunday, and then that was like. It was like a weekend thing. And it seems weird saying it now because it's like, you know, obviously it's a different family dynamic. But like to me, that was normal. So it was like, that's what my childhood was like. So mm-hmm. never uh, had a bad birthday. My dad worked at Toys R Us one year or a couple of years when I was a child. Oh, you was Those lit. were some of the glorious Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> I, you I was got lit, me. Um, I. One of my famed toys was uh, uh, one of those Papa Shots. I had one of those in the crib when I was younger. That was like you probably, at the time, was probably like a, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but that was my childhood. <laughs> Even though I'm out here getting clowned. <laughs> always. Always. But so for you, I know you mentioned, obviously, your mom being an entrepreneur. And I think I told mm-hmm. you this before, like, that makes a lot of sense. Just mm-hmm. on, like, what you're doing with your life and how that. But who would you say in your family, who are you more like, your mother or your father? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So I've actually, I've come to the conclusion that I'm a, I'm a good combo of the two. I can't give one more credit than the other because I feel like my daddy, me and my daddy are okay. very like mellow. You know what I'm saying? Like we have our moments where like we get hype about stuff, but for the most part, we just like kind of laid back chill type people. Like we ain't like, we, we don't care about too much. If that, I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but like, we're not like the very like high strung, <laughs> high stressed, <laughs> overthinking type people. We just like, 
you know, cool, calm, and collected or whatever. But, um, and he's like, oh, he's so you're more, not me. You're not me. Not at all. Not at all. You, you and my mom are way more similar. Like my mom, she, she's like very, like, she cares about a lot. So <laughs> I, I can't relate. I don't. Um, it's like, I care about what I care about, but all the other stuff that I like don't have any control over, I don't. But what I get from her is like my creativity. So like, if you see my apartment and like how I have it decorated, like that comes directly from her. Like she is so creative. Like, like I said, she's a florist and I've seen her do things with flowers that I didn't even know was possible. Like, and when my, and I'm not just saying it cause like it's my mom, but my mom is a freaking beast. Like I've seen her just, she can make anything pretty. I mean, she made me so good job girl but um like she can make anything (laughs) so like she can make anything pretty she's very creative she's very like quick on her toes and I feel like I got that from her also and my dad like personality wise like he's very like structured and he's on time and like I don't know how to do that I don't I don't have it in (laughs) for real so like, it's just crazy because, like, he, he before he retired, he worked at his job for 37 years and never missed a day, never was late, never called off in 37 years. And I'm like, I can't even make it 37 minutes on time to <laughs> a job. So it's like, I didn't get that. But mm. as far as, like, our cool, calm collectedness, I got that from him. What about you? Who are you? Well, I think I know the answer, but who are you more like? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I'm probably more like my mother. Um, mm-hmm. just just from her personality. Uh, my mother, so she give her a little background on her. Um, I might just even send her this episode because she, you know, she likes when I gloat about her. But um, I was just about to say, I know I'm gonna send this to, <laughs> to my parents because my mom, she's gonna be some more crying listening to this. Nah, for real though. Um, my mom, she so she's the youngest out of four children. So um there's two of my aunts and my uncle. They're all mm-hmm. older than her. And so she was the baby. So I'm sure she got all the love growing up, all that good stuff. And to like her personality, she went to school um, in Queens, well, not in Queens, but in the city. And she eventually, well, she originally went to school to be a social worker. So mm-hmm. she was a social worker for, I'm not sure exactly how long. I want to say anywhere between probably like five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere at some point, social work, I mean, as, if anyone works in social work, you know, it's a grind. You know, it's taxing on yourself, your body, your mental. Mm-hmm. Um, for her, it was just like for the amount of money that those folks are being paid to the work they were putting in, it just didn't add up. So right. being that, you know, she wanted to make more money and she wanted to kind of shift gears and just the stress of the job and everything that came with it. She was like looking at jobs. And at the time, like, I don't know if you've seen any of those like shows, like they had like a spinoff on like Pan Am at one point where it was like mm-hmm. airline show that like back then being a stewardess was like big time so yeah she became a, a a flight attendant and she worked at pan am 
and then eventually worked at Delta. So just like her personality, like how she is with people, she's just very gregarious. She's very like, she could tell any joke. She can make anybody open up. I feel like I got a lot of that from her, just that mm-hmm. dynamic. But it's funny because my dad is more reserved and he's more to himself. So I feel like depending on who I'm around, like I think when I'm around y'all, when I'm around Steven and and, and you, Nikki, like I feel mm-hmm. like I'm comfortable with y'all family. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's a given. Yeah. But when I'm around people I don't know at first, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm the same <laughs> way. I'm the same way for real. But that's how my pops is. My pops is more like quiet to himself, but like he has a little bit of his like, you know, his his dad jokes and he gets into his little bag too. So I feel like <laughs> I have a little bit of that too. So like I could be personable, but like I feel like for example, how we met mm-hmm. and in the um the lunchroom or whatever. I feel like for me, I was in a, a brand new place and I was like, I got to figure it out. I got I got to talk to people. I got to say hello. I got to do this. That's what's mm-hmm. going on in my mind. So I feel like in that regard, I'm like my dad. So I was like, all right, let me say hello to, to this woman that's waiting online for food just like me. <laughs> so it comes out that way. But it's also like for me, when I'm around people I don't know, I also could get into my reserved and quiet bag. And just mm-hmm. generally, I like to be by myself and like do stuff. So I feel like to your point, there's a balance, but I would definitely say I'm more of my mom's child mm-hmm. now than I was than I, than I am as my dad. Yeah. Um, but kind of playing off of that, so mm-hmm. you say you had an older sister. Mm-hmm. What was y'all relationship like? Um, because <laughs> I I too had an older sister, and I felt <laughs> like she was able to do whatever she wanted. And it was weird because I'm a man, um, and she's obviously a woman, but she was she was able to get away with a lot more than I was. Not to say like really, it, it's a different way. So I would say like maybe as far as going out and becoming a you know maturing man and obviously discovering women and dating and things like that. I felt like I had more of a leash. <laughs> you discovered women. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I felt like I had more of a leash in that regard mm-hmm. but I felt like in general like my sister if she wanted something and she said that she wanted it she would get it meanwhile I'm over here like can we afford this does this make sense as a purchase <laughs> like do you, do you like should we save that money for something else I know y'all got bills like does it make sense if we just apply my gift to a bill why are you giving me bonds <laughs> I can't do nothing with bonds like there's a lot of questions <laughs> there's a lot of questions going through my young mind and I was more thoughtful as far as my family, but my sister was like, I need the new Rockaware. I need the new baby fat. Like, what's up? <laughs> so what was your relationship like with your sister? Because I feel like as the baby, we're like bullied or we're kind of like talked to in a certain <laughs> way as opposed to the older uh, sibling. Um, It's interesting because like, as we've gotten older, like we're not as, close as we used to be when we were kids but I mean it's just like life happens for everybody but uh, like growing up I remember she was like the coolest person on the planet to me and she was just like at first we were like you know like really really I wouldn't say we was like really really close but she tolerated me <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but we we were we was cool so like 
I think about like when we was little, we used to make up dances all the time. We used to like, you know what I'm saying? Like we would kick it. And then I like, she automatically became my babysitter when I was born. So, um, like mm-hmm. she would, she would basically walk me home from school and then we would watch like gargoyles and stuff together. And then like her teenage years, she kind of like wanted less to do with me, but my parents was like, you ain't got no choice cause you got a car and a license and she got to get to school. So my earliest, you know, like fondest memories, it, <laughs> you and Steven both witnessed. So my sister put me on the no limit records. So <laughs> when I was a kid because she was she's four years older than me so like when she would drive me <laughs> when she would drive me to school in the morning like she would be listening to No Limit and it was like unedited so I thought I was like super cool because like I was listening to unedited music <laughs> and literally the song oh, man. the Silk the Shocker song I'm a soldier like to this day whenever she hears, hears it she just cracks up because I that song did something to my soul I don't know what it was but that was like our song that we listened to in the morning. Um, but like we was, but we were, we are so different. That's the other part of it. Like she kind of like you were saying with your older sister, like she's like super duper duper academically smart. Like she's probably one of the smartest people I know. Like she can take a, a computer apart and put it back together and it'd be better than it was in the first place. Meanwhile, like I can barely check my email. So it's like, yeah. we're just like, you know, well, different in that regard I was more of the um like I I learned early that I wasn't gonna live up to her academic standards that she had set so it was just like I'm all right with being like the dumb cool one (laughs) I'm okay with that um somebody gonna like it uh but so it, it was we were always just really really different in that regard um but I mean like we was cool though we was cool we we got along pretty good. Like uh, I can't think we. I mean, obviously, like siblings fight and stuff like that, but it wasn't nothing crazy. But um, yeah, I I can definitely <laughs> say that she was like the smarter one uh, for sure, and I was more of the carefree one. I feel like she didn't get away with a lot. Like it's quite the opposite of like you and your sister. My sister mm-hmm. didn't get away with nothing, and I feel like I just learned from her mistakes of getting in trouble. Um. So when I became a teenager, I was just like a little bit more like open with what I was doing with my parents. So then it wasn't like a, I don't know, it wasn't an issue, but yeah, I'd say like that, that was, I mean, we were just completely opposite and still are to this day, like just completely opposite people. But I mean, I love her. Gotcha. Nah, I feel like, I mean, I know you said like for you guys, you guys are different. I think my sister and I are different as well i think with me as opposed like to to what you said you know she didn't get away with your sister didn't get away with as much um as mine did i felt like i was always and like i don't even want to like pat myself on the back or toot my own horn but i was really more conscious of like what my family was like doing like not to say we had like you know we was poor or anything or like it was tough times but there was a lot of things where I realized I was like I don't need that so I was like as a young kid I was like damn I shouldn't ask for that like or I won't ask for that because I don't need it or if I could get it myself saving up my coins from all the holidays Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I could probably get it myself so I feel like we were just different in that regard and my my sister she was just like 
the thing that used to bother me the most was she was so good at like playing both like parents like she knew mm. what would push my dad's <laughs> buttons so that she could get what she wanted and then mm-hmm. she knew like how to push my mother's buttons to get what she wanted and then like she knew how to like pit them against each other as far as wow. like this like decision making and things like that so mm-hmm. like I used to just be like you're so manipulative like so devious <laughs> <laughs> in my mind um and then I felt like with my sister we always we have like an interesting dynamic because I used to like me and my sister would get along and I felt like there would be times where we would be like this like we would be tight mm-hmm. and then she would go out and like snitch on me for like doing something bad <laughs> like even like to this day I, I know it's like 12 15 years ago but I'll never forgive her for snitching on me when we had the free crib and I had a shorty over she dined me out yo she said she wasn't going to dine me out but she did yo I still won't forgive her to this day for that yo because I had questions that I never had to answer before but I had to answer for that day and I was just so upset with her because I thought we had an agreement (laughs) I thought we had an agreement so like say that to say my sister and I our relationship is a little fractured but not because of that it's part of it I but was say, the bigger thing was that? I felt <laughs> <laughs> no nah, I mean it's something I remember because distinctly having that conversation with my mom was like damn I gotta have this conversation but that's just to say like my sister and I are two different people mm-hmm. and I feel like she was trying to be a lot of ways my second mother and I just never took heed to that because it was never like constructive criticism. It was always like, mm. you know, you're doing this wrong. You're not doing this right. So for me and her, like we have we have a good relationship now. Um, I don't necessarily talk to her every day or anything like that. But I feel like that's part of the reason why we have the relationship we have today, because a part of me like sometimes always questions her motives here and there. But mm-hmm. I just feel like that's like with family, sometimes you have certain dynamics with like family. Like I'm one of those people where I believe family is family. So like, it doesn't matter. Like if we have beef, like you still blood. So like, I'm going to take care of you or like, I'm going to be there for you if you need something. But ultimately too, like, we're not necessarily like super close because of that. I can disagree yeah, but, with that personally. <laughs> oh, I mean, just oh, blood. the blood part. Just because you blood don't mean nothing. Like you got to, you got to put in effort. If I'm gonna put in effort, you got to put in effort. I don't care. I don't care. Period. Like, (laughs) but maybe it's just me. I'm a little bit different. Like, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm a little different. No, no. I I think that's fair. I mean, no, no. And and that's reason why I wanted to have this conversation because I feel like with family, everybody's family is different, and. I don't say the whole like blood thing to say like that just automatically gives you a pass and like you know um um in my dynamic I feel like in my family I don't have too many you know relatives or anybody that I could really say like I have to question their love for me or anything like that or like Mm -hmm. their intentions or things like that like even though they may be their own person or they may be different in their own right I don't feel weird like showing them love or supporting them or being there for them if they need anything because I know that at least in my mind I feel like I know that they would be there for me 
But I think with everybody's family is different. So I, I don't um, like if you disagree, that's perfectly fine. I just say for like me, my experience is like my family has always been there. Mm-hmm. A little bit different in that regard, but I mean my yeah. my immediate family has mm-hmm. always been there. Uh, everybody else though, and I ain't gonna say everybody, but some other folk I can do it out. Just cause you, I I just you know what I'm saying I'm just from the school of thought that just cause you blood don't make you family. Cause I got some people that is not blood related to me that you know what I'm saying have been there for me has been in my corner rooting for me I'm there for them like it's not just one-sided it's not you know what I'm saying like it's mutual Mm -hmm. but I got family that hasn't like straight up I've had some family members do some really like tacky slash messed up stuff to me and like I mean I ain't gonna go into detail because it ain't necessary like they it don't matter they don't matter but it's like I I'm just from the school of thought that family is whoever is in your corner Mm -hmm. and that that ain't gotta be blood and I've you know I'm saying like I got people who really really ride for me that got different blood flowing through their body than and I got people who got the same blood that listen I don't trust them no further than I could throw them Mm. (laughs) now with that being said, mm-hmm. tell me, tell me about oh, one of your like. No, no. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a contrasting question, but I okay. want to hear. I want to hear both sides. So, tell me about like your fondest memory, as far as like being around, you know, your immediate family or whatever the case may be. And then tell mm-hmm. me, kind of on the flip side, kind of like a memory that. You know, maybe something that happened that defined your family, but it might not be necessarily as, you know, you know, rah, rah, happy, happy, but something Mm -hmm. that lets you know about like what family means to you. So Mm -hmm. I guess your your fondest moment, you know, happy times, you know, what Mm -hmm. you guys used to do as a family. And then on the flip side, something that maybe defined what family meant to you as far as a, a episode or. That's a good question. You should have sent me that one this morning so I could think on it. Um, <laughs> we'll start with we'll start with fondest. We'll start with fondest. Fondest first. memory. I mean, I got some pretty good ones. Um, I can honestly say, uh, it's so many. But if I had to like, so you know, I'm really like big on my birthday. No mm-hmm. surprise there. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember my eighth birthday that my parents threw me a surprise party in the backyard. And I like, I can honestly say in my 36 years of life, I haven't been surprised many times because my intuition be strong. I be knowing. But mm-hmm. so that was like the first time I can ever remember being surprised. And I just remember like we had left from like Toys R Us and they was like, Toys R Us should be sponsoring this. I mean, even though they like out of business, I'm just saying we didn't mention them twice. But <laughs> we um, <laughs> we was coming back from there and like I got a toy or something. And I was asking like my dad what we was going to do for my birthday. And he's like, I don't know. Like, do you want to do like, you want to have like a barbecue or something? And he's saying this as we're driving down our street. And I look at our house and literally there's a balloon arch that I can see from the top of the street, there's like a balloon arch going, like stretching from one side of our backyard to the other. And I just remember being like, 
why is there a balloon arch in the backyard? And then all of a sudden, like, all these cars is on the street. And I was like, why is there so many cars on the street? It didn't even, I didn't put the two together that it was a surprise party for me until I got to the house and, like, start seeing all these people. So, like, that was a really, 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 really dope moment. And, you know, like, my, my family had put it all together. And my mom had did all the decorations and stuff. And my dad cooked out. And all my friends was there. Davia was there. Like, all like all friends and family was there all celebrating little old mm-hmm. me and it was it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing it was amazing it was yeah. amazing <laughs> that's what's up um what's my, yours mine i don't have well actually i do have one specifically so the one that just literally, as you were talking, popped in my head was uh, my family. Usually, um, we always make it down to. My mom lives in Jacksonville now, so my aunt lives mm-hmm. next to next door to her, and a couple of my family members live in Florida. So, a lot of times we try to get together in one central spot. So typically, mm-hmm. that's like the location. And uh, my grandmother passed that year, and we all got together um, for the funeral and everything. And Mm -hmm. I know obviously it's a sad moment, but I remember this was like the first time in like a very long time that my whole family got together. Mm -hmm. So it was like weird in the sense of like, yes, my my grandmother passed away. Um, But it was the first time in a very long time I seen like my cousins, some of my aunts and uncles, and just to have like everybody there um, and then obviously being of age, my grandmother, mm-hmm. she used to drink uh, wild turkey. That was like her favorite <laughs> drink. So as like a ode to her, we all had wild turkey. And Aww. I was like just recently of age. I want to say maybe like a year or two in, but okay. I never drank wild turkey. So we over here taking a shot of that. And boy, that burned a hole through my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I was ill prepared for what was about to take <laughs> take we're place ready for that turkey. <laughs> not for that wild turkey not at all but I just remember that just taking that shot kind of cheers in the grandma and then mm-hmm. like a tradition of ours was we used to play a lot of games but the one game that we always used to play like after we had dessert was Scrabble so okay. that was like our game so I remember playing Scrabble um my uncle, one of my uncles, he's like a heart surgeon, or he was a heart surgeon, and mm-hmm. he's just like super smart. He's the one dude like you just throw at him questions. He's like an encyclopedia before like Google happened. Like he was the human Google. So mm-hmm. I used to always just sit there and like pick his brain, and then like we play Scrabble, and he would always come up with some crazy words, and that's that's how I would like learn. So that's like my fondest memory as far as. Just like the family being together, playing games, you know, that shot, all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's what, like, when I think of family, I think of that moment. Yeah. But for, for you growing up as well, like, you're not even just your childhood, but like, whatever throughout your life, mm-hmm. what would you say was maybe the one of the defining moments to you that, you know, pretty much when you think of family, this is like the example you use under the definition. Like, what was that defining moment for your family where you were like, these are the people like I truly love. Like, these is my homies. These is my, my folks. <laughs> these are my people. 
Um, Y'all my folks, and I got nothing but love for you. And I got nothing but love for you. (laughs) Name that movie. Name that movie. Ah, y'all my love don't cost a thing. Yes. See, you cannot get a movie by me. I'm telling you, you can't. (laughs) Now, if it was a song, that'd be a whole nother situation. Situations. Um, Hey, that's Usher. Hey. I don't know if there's actually like one moment because like I like I, I'm sitting here thinking hard and I can't think of just one but I feel like just growing up in like a loving environment I've always felt that way so there there was never like one instance that was like oh these are my people because again mm-hmm. like it was just us four like we didn't do we didn't have a lot of company like maybe like some holidays we would have family over but for the most part it was just the four of us and we did everything together like you know what i'm saying like as a family so it was it never really took like one moment to be like oh man i really i really mess with them like <laughs> it was just like i've been messing with them since since 84 you know <laughs> but i can think of one moment like it's it's actually like it's funny but not funny but like it's one of those in hindsight you can laugh at it but in the moment it's it's like not so when we um <laughs> when we was driving down to Disney world, we stopped in Atlanta because my dad's sister lived there at the time. And, um, I don't think we spent the, I can't remember. I just know we stopped there on the way down to Florida. And while we was there, my sister and my cousin Dominique and myself was outside like playing or whatever. Mm. And my cousin Dominique was like, if we if we go down to the creek because they live like right by a creek he was like if we go down to the creek there's um there's some turtles there and like i told you growing up my sister loved animals so we always had you know what i'm saying always had some type of animal that when she heard turtles like she just had tunnel vision for turtles like that was it and i can distinctly remember this i was five years old and i distinctly remember as they were walking down the driveway i said to myself in my mind I remember this like no lie I promise you on everything I love I thought to myself shouldn't we tell mommy and daddy that we are going somewhere and I didn't want to be left in in the driveway by myself because my parents and 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 all them was in the house I was in the driveway with them and when Dominique said they would go get some turtles I was like they just walked like they just started going towards the creek and I'm like I don't want to sit here in the driveway I don't want to go in the house with the adults. I feel like we should tell them that we're leaving, but I'm just go with them. That was my thought. That was what happened. Mm-hmm. So long story short, we walked down to the Creek. We looking for turtles and I think they might've found one. And like, maybe I'd say maybe, I don't know time wise, how much time passed, but all I remember is when we came back that the police was at my aunt's house and that my parents were in a panic. And I just remember them like crying, yelling, hugging all at all at once. And it mm. was like, why am I getting a whooping but being hugged at the, <laughs> at the same time? But what I didn't know, and in hindsight, during that time, there was somebody in Atlanta that was kidnapping kids and killing them. And oh. so if they, you know what I'm saying, all of a sudden you have your kids outside in the driveway, they playing, and then you come back out and ain't no kids there. Panic sets in. 
So like that was one of like the worst moments, but it made me realize like how much they cared for me, if that made sense. But at the same time, it also taught me then to always go with your first mind. I learned that at five to go with your mm-hmm. first mind and your first thought, because I'm sitting here getting whooped and at the same time getting hugged and people was crying over me. And all I had to do was say, hey, we're going down to the creek to look at turtles. But long story, it's funny now that I think about it, because it was literally like belts and hugs all at once. <laughs> it, was such, <laughs> it was so strange. I, I'll never forget that, though. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm literally visualizing like a hug and then like beating you, like hugging you. Yes, beating you. <laughs> literally. Like it was one, you could tell they were just like terrified. And I'd never seen like an adult be afraid like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? As mm-hmm. a kid, I'm used to being afraid and they're telling me everything is okay. So coming back into the situation and everybody's yelling and hugging and, and so so what about you like what was your defining moment that made family family or however you put that confusing question <laughs> <laughs> no nah, so for me I think to your point it was more or less there wasn't necessarily one moment that was like all right this is my family type deal but mm-hmm. I think for me that kind of the moment that grounded me or kind of brought me back um because for me I'm not I wouldn't say I'm super close to my family. I think for like a moment that kind of brought me back and kind of redefined what family was and like put things in perspective for me, Mm -hmm. um, for me was I went on a trip um, two years ago with my mom. We went to Greece and, you know, we're out on this trip. We're having a good time. And we ended up staying in Athens an extra day because over there they protest everything. And mm-hmm. it just so happened that the people that um, do the boat tours and stuff like that, they went on protests, so we couldn't leave the island. So we're pretty much there. And we ended up getting dinner on the rooftop in the restaurant. And mm-hmm. we're talking, we're drinking wine, we're having a conversation. And my mom, like, she always wants me to have, like, a really strong relationship with my sister. So it's like, she's like, oh, like, why, like, why is it like this? And I try to explain to her, you know, different things that's happened, you know, in my lifetime that, you know, why my relationship with my sister could be strained at times. And, mm-hmm. you know, to her, she's a mom, so she's not going to necessarily get it. She's just like, why can't my kids get along? So right. she was like, well, you know, pretty much explaining, like, you're not the easiest to always, like, read or to understand. And then she brought up this example of my graduation and she had rented out this whole restaurant. All my family was there. And mm-hmm. I, you know, was graduating. So after graduation, I took all these pictures with my friends. You know, I'm, I'm yucking it up. I'm having a good time. I'm taking my time <laughs> getting to this restaurant. So I show up to the restaurant, like, however, like a half an hour or so late. And mm-hmm. I get there. I'm eating, um, you know, saying whatever. I'm hanging with the family. And they asked me to give a speech and my mom, she's telling me the story. And she was like, the one thing like that really hurt me was that you gave this speech and like, not to mention that you were late and everything, but all the family was there waiting for you. And you gave this speech and all you kept talking about was, you know, how you were thankful for your friends and grateful for them and shouting them out. But you said nothing about like your family, your mom or your dad mm. or anybody. So mm. in that instance when she told me that like we had a whole moment and you know me I was just like damn like I was torn mm-hmm. up she's like emotional she's crying and Aww. in that whole instance it kind of put things in perspective for me because 
as someone that I feel like I've always like within my family dynamic, like to you and to like all my friends and like different people, you know, I may seem as this guy that's been like, you know, I, I might be social. I might be, you know, I might be active. I might be talking to people. I might be like hanging out. I might be gregarious. Mm-hmm. But to my family, I'm like this shy, quiet kid. So it's a different dynamic. So for me, I don't always like to reach out to my family. It's not because I don't love them or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's not much for me to talk about. So it just put things in perspective for me, where it's like, you know, value and family and that my family was getting older and like certain things that I didn't realize I was doing that could be hurtful. So Mm. from that point on, it made me kind of want to focus on, you know, having better relationships with folks in my family. So like all the times they were checking in on me, all the times they wished me happy birthday, all the time Mm -hmm. they were sending me gifts and cards. It made me want to be like, you know what? Like I need to do something back. Like I'm old enough. Like I need to start calling people more. I need to start talking to them. Checking in. So for me, that was like my moment of like, all right, this is what family is all about. And for me, as a, like being older, it made a lot more sense now where I was like, all right, there's a lot of things that I wasn't doing and I think I could be better at because I take, you know, mm-hmm. you could take certain people in your life for granted and you mm-hmm. don't think about, you know, necessarily like all the things they do for you. You just kind of think about self and you think about your like your friends and stuff and what you got going on in your life where, you know, there's people that have been there since you were born and doing God knows what for you. So Mm -hmm. it was like the reaffirming of like what family meant to me. Yeah. With that, that. with that being said, I want to kind of get your perspective because we've talked about like how family has shaped you. We talked about how Mm -hmm. you were raised, what your childhood was like, some of your fonder moments, some of the kind of defining moments of your family. But Mm -hmm. for you, you know, as an adult now, like, what are your thoughts and, like, how do you view, you know, family and, like, what your, um, I guess, plans are, like, as far as do you, like, want to have a family? Like, what does that view look like now as an adult being a person that could potentially have a family or start a family? Um, first of all, have you met me? Of course I want a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But it's so it's interesting for me because my parents were never in the place where I am. They got married at 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they met each other in May and got married the next March. So it wasn't even a full year of dating. It wasn't a full year of nothing. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how it all happened, but, um, like just a little backstory, my dad's brother, my, my favorite uncle, Ron, um, and my mom were friends as kids because they went to school together. And like one day my mom got a flat tire and she called the house for Ron to come help her. And my dad answered the phone. And I feel like low key, like she had seen my daddy before and was like, thinking he was cute. And so anyway, long story short, he's the one that came, (laughs) he's the one that came to change the tire. And like, literally they've been together ever since. So it's like, I say all that to say that I feel like in a sense, it kind of gave me like this fairy tale kind of thought of what it would be like to fall in love, how it's like, you know, my parents got married at 18 and 19. So, you know, I thought I was going to have me a family by now. Like, so it's like now that I'm 36 and like when they was 36, they had two kids and a mortgage. Like I, and I've got. (laughs) And a light bill. (laughs) And a light bill. And, and I've got Adonis and some fake plants. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's so different and it, it is not what I thought it was going to be. 
But I mean, there's a lot of things that they did raising me that I want to bring into my life when I do have kids. And um, I mean, I feel like it's a lot of things too that I, not necessarily to the extent like I wouldn't do, but the way that I, I see it is like the side effects of having a good childhood. You know how like, you know, if you have a medicine, like some side effects are good, but then some side effects are, are bad, but the medicine might fix whatever, you know what I'm saying, your your sickness was. But uh, for me, I feel like because my upbringing was so good, I don't know how else to say it. It was so good that as an adult, when I got on my own, I, I had like these kind of rose colored glasses for what being an adult was. And I had to realize like, mm. it's not as easy as you think it could be. So I feel like when I have kids, I think I'm going to do less for them. I know that sounds so bad to say it that way. But it's like I got so much stuff given to me as a child and even as an as a young adult that when I had to get out on my own, I'm like, wait a minute, like I have to fend for myself. And I mean, my parents, they did an amazing job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm not saying that they didn't do a good job by any means, but I feel like in a in a sense, I was coddled to what reality can be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's something that I feel like when I have my own family that you know what I'm saying? I'll I'll make my kids earn some things. Like I'll probably still spoil them rotten, but I, I want them to earn some things and and learn certain lessons from, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll let them fail. I feel like my parents never really wanted us to fail in any way, which again makes sense. But yep. because of that, like if they fill in that gap all the time, it's like I never learned the lesson on certain things. So as as an adult now it's like I, I have to hit these hard lessons. So I feel like early on I'll teach my kids like that, I guess. Um, but other than that, like, I mean, I a lot of the things that they did, I do want to bring into my family. So, you know, like vacations and, you know, like our movie nights when we all get together and play spades and, and order a pizza, like that kind of like fun stuff. And just like, I don't know, just being super duper supportive, like they they were and still are. Like they they're my number one subscribe tribe. My my daddy likes all my Instagram posts. Like you know what I'm saying. Like they're my biggest fans. So I definitely want to bring that in with my my kids as well. And just even the way they support each other is really really dope. Because like I said, my mom's an entrepreneur, and my dad is just always 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 there. You know what I'm saying to support that. And then in the same respect, like my mom is very supportive of him and like they just do they do everything together. Uh, So it's cool to see them, you know, kind of have each other to do life with. So Mm -hmm. that's the type of stuff that I would mimic, like because it's it's fun, though. I wish I had somebody to do life with a little earlier than now. But, you know, I still got a lot of life left. So (laughs) this time, (laughs) wherever he is, I hope he finds me soon. (laughs) If you're listening, hurry up. So what about your upbringing has impacted how you feel about, you know, having a family? Do you want a family? What, 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 where are you at with this right now? This week? Because, you know, you switch it up on us all the time. <laughs> no, I think for me, and I think this is like a bigger question to have, because I think we talked about it with relationships and kind of gender roles and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think the way I was raised, like, I think you might have said it, but, you know, women are raised for for marriage and 
men are raised kind of to, to, or boys are raised to be men. So girls think, are way girls are raised to be wives. Boys yes. are raised to be men. There you go. You gonna quote me? Quote me right. Hey, listen, I, I gave a nice, like <laughs> similar antidote. It was very similar. <laughs> but that was like that, a fraternal twin. <laughs> but to that point, I think for me, it was it was never any real pressure in that idea as far as like family um, for mm-hmm. myself. So I think like for me, when I look at family, um, my parents they're they're divorced now, but it it's like a, some complications within that. So like I didn't really know until I was a little bit older that like or when they divorced. I didn't even know when it happened. I didn't know like mm-hmm. how it happened. I didn't know a lot of those details until I was older. And you know, for better or for worse, for me, it's something I don't necessarily aspire to as far as you know marriage. It's not like top of my mind. Like I know a lot of people are like, oh, like, I want to be married. I want to have kids. I want to do this. I don't think about that kind of stuff as often as I think as I think about. You said you don't want to think about it, or you don't think about it. No, I don't. I just it doesn't cross my mind as much as I, I think a lot it of very my, interesting. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't explain it. I was having this conversation uh, with Johnny. Shout out to Johnny. Um, probably like a week or so ago uh, when he was up here, and we were talking about it, and it was you know he was just like you don't think about that. I was like nah. Like for me, it's hard for me to think about those things because my personality and the way I am, I'm such a like planner. And Mm -hmm. I think about if I were to have a a child right now or to like have kids, like what that would look like. Would I be able to provide for them? Like, would they be able to have this? Would they be able to have that? Like, you know, what kind of environment would they grow up in? I think about all these things. So like for me, it doesn't seem realistic for me to even do that right now. So like, that whole aspect of it is what is my, I guess, my driving factor for I, I maybe I don't think about it as like mm-hmm. marriage and stuff. And then obviously not putting the horse before the carriage, like to have kids and to have family, you know, got to have a woman. So it's like, let me get the, <laughs> let me get. Let, that, is, that is kind of a necessary. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let, unless, unless you're doing the, you know, the little bank and stuff, you out here, you know, making it okay. do what you do. Um, right. But <laughs> But some okay. people do it. So I'm saying, like, for me, it was more or less like I have to, you know, not gonna do it. <laughs> I have to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> I have to figure out, you know, that part of the equation first, and then that's a, you know, a conversation that I have with that person. But I don't think about it like that. So when it comes to family, I think about like my cousins. A lot of them have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, what my sister's plans are, but. I know, like, at least right now where I'm at, I'm just kind of like, all right, like, if it happens, it happens. I think when I get to a comfortable part of my life where I think I'm financially, like, stable enough to provide in that regard, then I'll be ready for that. But until that point, I don't, you know, necessarily think about it. And I think I still have, you know, dreams to live and stuff like that. I mean, your life don't end when you get married. So, like... You no, still no. live your dreams. <laughs> no, no, I say that to, and maybe this is a question for you, but um, I say that because I don't want to say necessarily everything ends, but I feel like when you have a child, it's not, you know, obviously it's a given. It's not about you anymore, but you have a child, you have to care for somebody else. So that's like a, a different type of responsibility so that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things that, you know, you may have put for yourself, you're now putting for your child. Like, 
like I think about my mom was like, you know, or like anybody's parents, like I'm sure people's parents have always said like, you know, I did these things or I worked here or, you know, I worked two jobs or whatever the case is because I wanted Mm -hmm. better for you than what I had. And I think once you have a child, that's probably like your thought is like, I'm not thinking about, you know, me, you know, accomplishing my, my hoop dreams or whatever. And I say hoop dreams, just do whatever your career is. Maybe that ship then sailed <laughs> long. Actually, that thing never docked. <laughs> no, I mean more as far as like you know whatever your your dreams or your your aspirations were as far as your career. But like you kind of put those on hold because it's like all right, like I have someone to take care of. So what do I have to do to take care of that child? Yeah, um, it can be like it can be done simultaneously. Like you're not the first person in the world to have dreams that you know what I'm saying, that also wanted a family. And in some cases and instances, like, they can go hand in hand. And yes, it will be like a a division of power or division of effort and concentration and stuff, but it's not, it's not impossible. The fact that, like, the thought, the thought for you ain't even there is like, what? Like, I mean, you're going to be 30, cuz. Like, (laughs) at some point, like, if not, I mean, well, it's plenty of men, like, having kids in their 60s but still I'm just saying like I I just (laughs) I don't know I just it's weird for me to hear you say that you don't think about that kind of stuff when you are as like um relationship type of guy and like I don't know it just makes me feel like as much as you want a relationship and like how you are with like the women that you date that that would be something that is on your mind. So, so this is my question to you: is, <laughs> is for like, what are your thoughts on people that maybe just you know are, or don't want to have kids? They're just that's not their their prerogative. They're just kind of they're you know they're dating. They're you know maybe going in relationships, but they don't want to have kids. So that's like, fine. what what does family look like to them? Like. What what does that look like as far as you know the traditional question. yeah the traditional family is like you you know mom dad you know a mm-hmm. kid or two whatever the case is in that structure what does the family dynamic what does that look like if it's just you know people in a relationship yeah I mean you, you start to rope in the dog the family pets <laughs> the the yeah, plants I mean, <laughs> listen I me and Adonis that's my family right now so mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's it's a thing. I think it's everybody's different. Like everybody ain't cut out to be parents. Some people that got kids ain't cut out to be parents, but that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like everybody wants what they want in the same way of like people who want to have like a big family versus people who want to have one child versus people that want to have no children. Like it's all about what you want and you know being open with people when you date them talk to them all of the above like and just let them know like where you at and what you want like there's people who don't want to be married and Mm. they'll just have to find somebody who you know i'm saying wouldn't mind being a boyfriend or a girlfriend for 30 years like there's people out there that that like that though like some people have had experiences where they're like i'll never get married again and there's Mm. some people that are like you know i'm saying some people one guy that I know, for example, like he had a situation and he just decided, I don't want kids. And you know what I'm saying? Like in our first conversation of getting to know each other, I'm like, well, I do. So from there on, we was just friends. 
Mm-hmm. And and just, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's nothing wrong with it. Everybody has their preferences, but my only thing is be open with whoever you're dealing with from the jump and let them know where you are and where you stand with things. And if that's not something that you want, let them know that. And if it's a non-negotiable that, you know what I'm saying, you ain't trying to move on and bend on, then it is what it is. Yeah. But there ain't yeah, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and that's I was actually gonna ask you um a follow-up question on that, but you kinda answered it in that last like little tidbit because mm-hmm. I was gonna I was pretty much gonna ask you like with that being said, like what if that person's feelings change about having kids or whatever the case is or having a family? Because mm-hmm. I'm not you know, I I don't know what that's like, but I think in the sense of, you know, there might be some people that at the time maybe were like, nah, I'll never have kids or whatever. And then they meet this person and now they're like, yo, like, I want to have mm-hmm. kids. Like, I feel like some of those things seem to be, you know, not necessarily, you know, end all be all decisions. So like, if you mm-hmm. meet somebody and they're like, they may say initially like, yeah, they're not like, they don't want to have kids, but eventually like, you know, as far as y'all relationship, if you get into a relationship with that person and then that changes, like, what does that look like as far as like, if, even if that's what they're coming in with, do you believe that people could change or that could be a, a something I, that I grows believe, over time? I believe, I believe people can change, but I also believe it's not my job to change them. So if I'm dealing with somebody and they say they don't want no kids, then just understand, like, if that's what you're saying, then I'm not going to try to change your mind about it. I've been in situations with guys that I've dealt with in my past that, like, they would say one thing and in my mind I'm like, oh well eventually he may, you know what I'm saying, being around me and getting to know me because I, I am who I am, he'll change his mind. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, nah, that ain't that ain't how that works. So from there I learned like, you know what I'm saying, take people at their word and let them change their mind, but it's not your job to change it for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you come to me on some on some serious stuff, like, you know, I wanna mm-hmm. have kids. All right, then then let's do that. But it ain't my job to uh to be to to try to convince you of something that you don't want to do. Yeah, that's no, fair. No means no in all yeah. in all respects. All respect. No, that all makes respect. sense. That makes sense. And I I don't think anyone wants to necessarily be the person that changes it because then it doesn't feel genuine, right? It doesn't right. feel like that person did it out because that was right. really their thought. They're trying to do it because they're trying to appease you or whatever the case may be. And my but, whole thing is the last thing you want to do is have a kid with somebody who don't want kids for real. Cause then mm-hmm. it's like, all oh, that's going to be on you anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, that's true. So to kind of put a bow on this thing, uh, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you, and I think just the, the family question and discussion has so many layers and I don't even think, you know, we touched on every single layer, but, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to the live discussion on this to see what mm-hmm. other folks are thinking and what they're talking about. Um, but with that being said, for you, like to wrap everything up, what is what is the biggest thing you learn about? Like, it could be anything, whether it's a life lesson or something about yourself, but like you learned it through your family um, in your life. So, like, what was your biggest, you know? life lesson that you learned through family and then on the flip side what is something you learned about family outside of your family if that makes sense Mm. 
honestly, they go hand in hand. It's the same thing for both. Um, it's showing up for people. And I've said that, I said that on, I forget which episode, but that's definitely what I've learned from my parents. And then even from my friends outside of my family, like people who just show up, just show up for people in whatever way that looks like, whether it's a text, whether it's, you know, checking in on them to see how they doing. If they doing something like, you know what I'm saying? Like I got skinny friends that watch my videos. They ain't never going to be able to fit nothing on one of them videos, but they tune into every single one and don't skip the ads. Like showing up for people. If they doing something, celebrate them. You know what I'm saying? Like give people their flowers while they're here. Give an encouraging message. Just sometimes like, I mean, Johnny randomly sometimes will just text me something. And it's like that, that's to me showing up for folks. So it's like I've seen it both internally with my family. I've seen it externally with my friends. And that's I mean, I try to make my best effort to do it. I'm not 100 percent perfect with it. But when I give it the conscious effort and thought, I love to show up for people because so many people have shown up for me. What about you? No, I think that's (laughs) that's a really good one. Um, Thank you. It's going to be hard to follow (laughs) that one up. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think mine. I think so. The The biggest lesson I learned just in family is I think being like there, as much as you can have friends and, and different people, like I think the love of people that truly know you from when you were born to like who you are now, um, I don't think there's any comparison. So for me, just like just being true to yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. it's something I learned in family because I think a lot of people you you could meet you have different friendships or different relationships with people across whether it's your job whether it's just you know college or school or whatever the case is and you you might have different personas to those people but I think um, a lot of times like your family they've seen you from you know before you really had a persona you know what I mean so um they in some respects may know you and know like your true self and like the whole you. So I think for me is like just being true to yourself and like remembering where you came from um, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people that know who you are and like could see that in you. So I think it's important to just always remember that, like know who you're like, who you are, like who you were when, you know, you're around family, who you're around, like make sure that's the same person because, like if you're out here putting beside, like that's gonna be hard to keep up, and you're gonna be miserable. Right. And I think um, what I've learned about family outside of family is just that, like, it's the little things that matter, um, mm-hmm. to, and just always keeping that in mind. I think for like my my mom, like I know, just like little calls or little. FaceTimes mm-hmm. if I every so often like she appreciates that and then yeah. I know like my uncle even though he's like you know very much like to himself you know show no emotion he is that the one who took you fishing yeah it's, it's the one who took me fishing. <laughs> um but like just knowing like the little things do matter and that you know you have to make sure you continue to do those and even though like yes there's you know different people and I'm sure there's so many people in your life that you have mm-hmm. to like, you know, talk to every day or reach out to just like remembering like the family, because a lot of my family been there from the jump. So 
for me mm-hmm. to act like you know they haven't done much for me is it would be doing them an injustice so always remember the little things and always remember to do them for other people because those are the things that count and you know when people talk about you they're going to be like yo like you always used to call me used to do this and it, it mm-hmm. may seem like an afterthought to you or like a text message is like something you could do real easy but it might mean yeah else to it's like it's funny you say that. Like, I know we're supposed to be, like, wrapping it up. But it's, oh, it's interesting because um, the my uncle that I mentioned, my favorite uncle, he's had, like, some health issues over the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because, like, uh, like, when I worked for the Sixers and stuff like that, like, every single game he would text me and be like, go Sixers or something like that. Or, like, if we, if, if you know, if the team lost, he would, he would, like, text. But we ended up having, like, this text conversation where – at least once a week we were talking and it's just crazy. Cause like when he went through his health stuff, um, the reason I knew like something was going on is like, I text and he didn't respond. And I'm like, that's not like him. And, um, I just thought it was really dope that like, once I actually did talk to him that he was like, he missed talking to me. So it's like, whereas I just like, if I just thought about him, I text him and be like, Hey, grasshopper, that type of stuff meant so much to him. And I didn't even realize it. It was just one of those, like when he crossed my mind, I hit him up. And, or if he, if I crossed his mind, he'd hit me up. And I just love the fact that like, that's how he and he and I have like stayed close, even though I'm so far away. Like we still would talk all the time. And speaking of, I'm going to have to text him tomorrow. But um, so it, it definitely makes sense what you're saying. Like just those little things, like you don't know how far they'll go and how much they mean to somebody just to be thought of. Mm-hmm. So it's like yours comes back to like what I was saying, just showing up, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that type of thing. It it just, it means a lot to so many people just to reach out and be like, Hey, you crossed my mind. And you know, from there, let the conversation go wherever it goes. Facts. Well, you just said a whole word there. <laughs> but, um... Pass the collection plate. <laughs> <laughs> I think again, like I mentioned, I think there's so many different layers to family. Oh um, yeah, we might have to run it back for a part two, but I think we should. Honestly, I do. I think um, I'm interested in seeing, you know, what our our listeners are thinking and what they're going to be talking about on the right. live on Monday. So I think you know we can kind of gauge it from that. But appreciate mm-hmm. everybody tuning in. Yeah. Um, episode five, talking all about family. Yes. Um, if you get a chance, follow, like, subscribe. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on Apple Music and Spotify. Um, follow us on Instagram as well. Um, check us out and continue to support us. We appreciate y'all. And mm-hmm. we're looking forward to that next episode. And that, well, before that, that live. That live finna be, we gonna live for episode five. Ah, live for five so <laughs> make, make sure you bring your questions bring your comments um anything yeah. you have takeaways we're looking forward to hearing from y'all we're talking and, about family baby and we'll uh we'll see you then yeah see you next time